Welcome to the Basketball Buzz Podcast. I am one of your three hosts tonight. I'm Terry Jordan. I go by Arizona Terry on Twitter. That's at Arizona T-Y-J-O. With me are Shay and Michael. Guys, introduce yourselves. Hey, everyone. This is uh, Shay. I also go by Akshay. I'm out here in sunny Southern California. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at ABobsar. That's A-B-H-A-V-S-A-R. And you've got Michael Simmons out here coming to you live from Denver, Colorado, the Mile High City. On Twitter, you can find me at MGSimmons5280. That's at M-G-S-I-M-M-O-N-S-5280. All right, nice work, guys. So tonight's episode is going to focus on a few things. First of all, we're going to preview the SEC matchups in the tournament, looking at the top seeds and their opponents. We're going to give you uh, our interpretation of the SEC awards and who should have won what. We're going to cover major conference players and players of the year and talk a little bit about college basketball that's happening today. And if we have time, we'll, we'll cover some other things. But I think it's time in the episode where we can talk about one of our favorite things, and that's bourbon. So, guys, what are you drinking? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take it first. So um, I'm going back to my trusty uh, bullet bourbon. But I did something a little bit different today, uh, kind of just smoked the glass a little bit. So kind of adds more dimension uh, and flavor to the to the drink. Um, if the way I usually do it, just kind of the easiest way, there are a bunch of different ways to do it. But um, a lot of the times those wood cedar uh, grilling planks um, that you use for fish, um, you take a, a butane torch, kind of hold the glass upside down, light a little fire underneath it and just let the, let the glass soak up all the smoke. Uh, you don't have to use cedar. I just happen to have that sitting around. But like hickory, maple, applewood, all those different ones work. And then as soon as you flip the glass over, you pour the pour the bourbon or or whatever your alcohol in, and it uh, really adds a great complexion to the to the flavor. Wow, I, I have I never done that. that. I've never yeah, done it's that. something really easy to do. Really easy. Almost anybody can do it. You know what? I think that'd be a nice tweet later uh, later on uh, tonight. Kind of <laughs> people. That's a, that is a pretty cool thing, you know what? And it, it just mixes it up, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. Go ahead. So, um, guys, I'm I'm cheating a little bit tonight. Um, I'm going to be attending an event with my daughter who is home from Fort Collins for the next few days. So, uh, as a responsible adult, uh, instead of driving uh, after I've had a, a couple of bourbons, uh, at the moment I'm sipping on a 16.9 ounce, very cold bottle of Dasani. <laughs> Uh, this Dasani, I, I know that a lot of people have some very seriously strong opinions, uh, either pro or against Dasani. I, I don't know who you are out there if you're a Dasani hater, but but get over yourself. You shouldn't do that. Quality product uh, bottled in Atlanta, Georgia, deep in the heart of SEC country. Thought this was an appropriate drink for tonight. You know, would you guys consider Dasani top shelf water, mid or, or, or a bottom shelf? Probably mid. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say mid. I, I it's it's definitely not the the, the highest uh, of waters, but I, I got to say it's better than tap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pro- yeah, probably just a little bit better than tap. I hope so, anyways. <laughs> Coca Cola, yeah. man, you don't know what they're doing though. You know, it's been it's been aged for millions of years in Mother Earth herself. So, <laughs> yeah. it's from, it's I've heard from, that somewhere. It's not <laughs> like that glacial water from the Rockies. <laughs> you know? No, it's from some river. Flowing through Georgia, I don't know. <laughs> Chattahoochee, 
Is that one of those rivers? Oh. I think so. All right. So, all right. Well, I, I can talk about my bourbon. So, you know, I, I've been mixing it up. So I, I've kind of gone with Buffalo Trace tonight. Ooh, yeah. And let, I, let me tell you, you know, if you, you want to get a good bourbon at a really good price, you cannot beat Buffalo Trace. I mean, it's great for sipping. It's great for mixing. And I think I paid $25 for this bottle. And it's just a great bourbon. It it has a beautiful amber color. It's got all the you know the, the familiar things, the caramel, the buttery taste. Uh, it smells like a little bit of mint, maybe a little bit of fruitiness to it. It is just a great bourbon. So, you know, you're out shopping and your bourbon shelf is getting a little bit bare. Stock up on bourbon like Buffalo Trace. Get one or two bottles of those because it doesn't matter who you have over. They're going to enjoy it. All right. So with that, let's get into the meat of the show and let's talk about the SEC. So Shay or Michael, who wants to go first? I'll let Michael take it. Uh, guys, so uh, here we are. Uh, Tampa, Florida. This is, this is on. This is happening. Um, I, I'm, I'm really into this now. This is the time when um, great teams are born, make a tournament run, win an SEC, get a good seed, go deep in the NCAA tournament. This is really what it's all about. Postseason basketball, can can you get a better feeling than postseason basketball? I, I don't think so. So if we want to talk about the brackets and how the games have uh, have gone so far, um, you know, we've seen Florida, Texas A&M. Um, A&M took that game. Uh, Florida with a nice little comeback toward the end, but they just weren't enough for Texas A&M. I, I I don't know about you guys. Uh, Florida was kind of um, inconsistent, I think, most of the season. And when they needed the wins the most, uh, just didn't happen. So we'll advance Texas A&M in the upper half of the bracket, and they'll play the number one seed, Auburn. Um, guys, the th- thoughts about uh, that, that top half of the draw so far? Well – Go ahead, Shay. Go ahead. I'll tell you this: I don't. I wouldn't want to play Arkansas. I think Arkansas is one of the one of the strongest teams in the country. Um, you know, they just play fast. They have a lot of really good guards. Uh, I think that's gonna be a tough matchup for Auburn, who doesn't really play well away from home. I, I'll be honest: I thought Florida would win this game. Um, I thought, you know, they. I, I thought this was a perfect time for them to make a push. They were desperate, um, but I, I really see Auburn and Arkansas, one of those two teams. Obviously, both of them advancing. Um, playing each other, and hopefully Kentucky will be there. So, um, you know, those are kind of my thoughts about about that side of the bracket. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna say my two cents here. I actually picked Florida to win that um, for the reasons, a lot of the reasons that Shay was talking about. Plus, I thought Castleton as a big could have done some damage. Um, plus, I I mean, I think Florida would have been a better matchup with Auburn. I don't know if I'm right about that or not, but it's too late now, and is moving on. I think um, Arkansas and LSU eventually, that's going to be a tremendous game. And I'm looking forward to watching that one. So let's talk about Arkansas and LSU for a moment. Um, LSU advances uh, with a, a win over Missouri today. Uh, that, that game was ugly early. Missouri put up a fight later. But at, at one point I saw a 32-9 to score, and, and I, I could have sworn it was a football game. Uh, Missouri just that outmatched there. LSU advances. Um, some things going on with LSU that we may want to talk about later, but LSU and Arkansas. So Arkansas won 
both of the regular season matchups with LSU, but both close games. You have two really good defensive teams. Um, LSU is number five in the Ken Palm in adjusted defense. Arkansas, number 16. Arkansas probably wants to get out and run a little bit more. LSU may be happier in a half court. Um, Arkansas dropped their uh, conference finale to Tennessee, but previous to that, they'd won 14 out of 15 conference games. So they're still a hot team. They almost won that game, I, too. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I, I can see production from Eason and Days, uh, but the, the mess that's going on with Will Wade, uh, allegedly, um, <laughs> probably means for me I'm looking at advancing Arkansas past LSU in a game that uh, may still be close and hopefully fun to watch. Well, Will Wade, he always says that when it comes to adversity, that just makes LSU better, you know. So – I guess we'll see how that works out. I w- I'm picking Arkansas in that game because I think they're a better squad, got, got good offensive players. The day is pretty awesome, so we'll see. I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not a Will Wade fan, so I'm not really pulling for them. But honestly, I, I guess I would be more concerned about who can beat Auburn. Is it more likely Arkansas? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Arkansas is is going to roll LSU and. And really put up a fight against Auburn. I'll tell you this. I want Auburn to go to the championship game because I want to see Kentucky win out and try to play them and try to get revenge for that for that game. You know, they were talking all that after the after the game. The fans, we saw it on Twitter. They were going at us. Uh, even uh, 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 Katie Johnson and, and Jabari Smith kind of disrespected the Kentucky guys on uh, on Instagram. So it's kind of a, <laughs> a game where I've been saving the receipts, hoping that we win. So, um <laughs> It's not yeah. going to be so easy. I mean, we got to get through our first game, which, you know, Bama is not the easiest team to, you know, they, anything can happen with Bama. The three-point three shot is a great equalizer, right? So, um, you've seen it happen already before. And so, the only, you know, saving grace is this game is away from away from Rupp. <laughs> so, well, 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 you know, the, 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 the thing going around on Twitter is Vandy beating Alabama. Like, I know. Kind of picking, you know, Scotty Pippen Jr. to go off potentially, and that's a that's an upset alert type game. I'm I'm definitely going to watch that one for sure. Oh, every game are you gets putting Alabama, Alabama on upset alert already, Terry? Mm-hmm. Nice. Every game against Bama is an upset alert because anything can happen. You know their their style of play obviously is you know they could shoot themselves out of games. They'll just keep shooting it, keep shooting it. Um, kind of what Duke did in the first half against. Syracuse, we'll talk about that later, but um, I think yeah. disciplined defensive teams that I want to see, like Kentucky's going to have to be disciplined defensively if they want to make a run, and so this is a great test, um, and you kind of, if, if you get, if you, if you give Alabama a little bit of space and they rattle off a few, then it becomes a game, but if you get them to miss a few, then you can really build a solid lead, so um, yeah. you know, anything, anything can happen, but um, we have a pretty hard road ourselves. Like if we beat Alabama, they're probably playing uh, uh, Tennessee, um, who is a pretty good team, but not as good away from home. So, um, you know, I think we match up pretty well with them. Uh, we kind of dominate them inside. They're not that great in, in the interior. They don't have a lot of offense from Plavisic or Huntley Hatfield or Fulkerson. You know, he's picked it up his play a little bit, but still Oscar can feast. So, um, yeah. yeah. You, you mispronounced his name as Fuckerson. <laughs> make sure you got that correct and you know mississippi state man I, i've always been kind of big on them this year and they've kind of disappointed me in some games and didn't pull through 
I'm just hoping maybe for one game versus Tennessee. I'm, I'm predicting that they're going to get past the, the Gamecocks. Just if they just beat Tennessee, man, oh, that would be like the Super Bowl for me because I, I, I hate Tennessee. I mean, I'd love to play them again, whoop their ass, but anytime they lose early in the tournament, it's just more opportunities to troll them and just give them a hard time because I look at the our top four in the SEC. Man, that is the best top four in a conference in the country. But three, three of those teams have some of the most disrespectful asshole fan bases ever. I mean, I do not like them. So any opportunity that they get upset or lose, I'm happy. I mean, uh, three fan bases have what, a combined one title, right? And I know, I but, the but, but, but they're new bloods. They're new bloods. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I mean, there is there is what I what I think will happen and what I want to happen. And what I want to happen is pretty simply Kentucky beating Alabama, Kentucky beating Tennessee, Kentucky beating Auburn for the for the SEC championship. What I think is going to happen is I think that Arkansas will beat Auburn. I think they match up really well. Um, you know, uh, they're they're two bigs. They're not going to bu- bully Jalen Jalen Williams. Um, and I think that Arkansas gets hot. I have, I just have a feeling they got the most to gain out of the SEC tournament. They could really move up a few seeds, you know, um, and spoil everyone's bracket. So I just have that feeling that that's what's going to happen. You know, Michael, so, your thoughts on that? Yeah, let, let's, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, that lower half of the brackets. Um, the game that, uh, as we're recording is about 15 minutes from tip off between Mississippi state and South Carolina. Uh, Terry, I'm kind of like you. I've, I've been maybe higher on Mississippi State than others and maybe higher than I should have been. Um, I'm going to advance them uh, past South Carolina, even though it's, that's a 10-7 game. I'm going to say that, that uh, Mississippi State goes on to play Tennessee. Um, Tennessee blew out South Carolina uh, – excuse me, uh, Tennessee and uh, uh, Mississippi State split the two games that they played. Yep. Um, I like uh, Iverson Molinar. I think he's he is Mississippi State. Um, they're also a pretty good rebounding offensive rebounding team. You know, maybe they can get some rebounds and get some easy points against Tennessee. However, um, I think at four out of five positions, Tennessee probably is just not a good matchup for Mississippi State. I'll, I'll take Tennessee to advance uh, to the Final Four. Um, Vandy and Alabama, uh, guys, I'm, I'm on Vandy for this. And I'm on Vandy for this, maybe for the same reason that Shay was talking about. I think Scottie Pippen Jr. gets hot. They always have a, a puncher's chance. I don't trust Alabama. Alabama is the better team. Let, let's, let's be honest here. They are the better team. But the better team doesn't always play like it, and they don't always show up. Um, I'm going to take Vandy against Kentucky. Um, and then there's really not a lot of analysis here. Uh, Kentucky played Vandy twice, beat them twice. Uh, neither of those games, I think the final score didn't reflect how well Kentucky played. Those probably should have been uh, 15, 18, 20-point wins. Neither of those wins were. I think Kentucky handles Vandy easily, probably by 15 to 20 points this time around. And then on my bracket, I've got Auburn versus Arkansas at the top. And I've got Tennessee versus Kentucky at the bottom. Um, I'm hearing you guys say that you like Arkansas. I do too, but I'm still going to take Auburn. 
Um, I think they're, they're the class of the upper half of that bracket. And as much as I'll be personally rooting for Arkansas, um, and I think it's going to be a close game, should be a fun game to watch, I'm still going to call uh, Auburn going into the final. Now, now guys, uh, th- this is where the mood shifts because this is where I, I've got to be real. Um, Tennessee and Kentucky. Now, I- I'm, I'm already being somber, so you know the direction that I'm going <laughs> Hold uh, on, I, I'm gonna get some more bourbon. Hold on, one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is gonna be a, at least a, a a two drink pour for you. Um, Kentucky. First of all, I think this is gonna be the best game of the tournament. It's gonna be a heavyweight battle. Uh, they both won on their home turf earlier in the year. Here's the thing, though. Kentucky is is objectively Kentucky's the better team. I think uh, the curb stomping that they gave uh, the balls and Rupp maybe was the best 40 minutes Kentucky's played in the last two or three years. But what does Tennessee do well? They defend. What do they struggle with at times? Scoring the ball. Texas held them to 51. Arkansas managed to hold them to 48. But still, Tennessee has shooters. And really, anybody on the floor is capable of hitting buckets for Tennessee. And that's the thing that worries me. Um, If a team has a single weapon, Kentucky figures out a way to either neutralize that or give the, the star his points and shut down everybody else. But I just don't see that being this type of Tennessee team. I think Oscar gets his, but in a stunner, I'm going to say Tennessee actually uh, wins this game in, in an old-fashioned barn burner by a couple of points. So I've got I've got Auburn and I've got Tennessee in the final, and uh, I, I'm I'm taking the balls. I think they're a team of destiny oh, wow. in the SEC this year. I'm, I'm going to just stop for a second. And hurl. Hold on one second. Yeah, and, and that's that, that's fair. That is fair. You know what? Hey, we're we're just we're just talking real talk. No worries about that. It's because he's sober. That's why. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, good point, Shay. I'm gonna write this down. Michael did not consume any alcohol. <laughs> right. yeah. at, at least I'll have an excuse if I'm wrong, right? Yeah, well, that means on bourbon. Sunday night when we have our selection Sunday podcast you're gonna to have to consume twice the normal normal amount and I just, wanna, I just want to have a quick disclaimer you know we're not advocating that people drink bourbon we're just advocating that people drink bourbon <laughs> i just want to make sure that's clear to everybody out there so that's that's right. as clear as bourbon yes clear as bourbon so here's here's my picks so i think it's going to be auburn arkansas in the semifinals i'm going to pick arkansas I'm going to pick the Hogs to reach the finals. I mean, I'm picking Kentucky over Tennessee just because I just, I just can't go the other way. And then it's the, it's the Hogs and the Cats in a close one. And I think Keon Brooks is going to have a game. I think he's going to be the guy. He's going to do something special. And for some, some way, we're going we're gonna to find a way to win, like a 73-70 win, Cats. And we're going to take – the SEC tournament, and then lollygagger away right into the NCAA. So that's just my take on it. I, I, I've i already kind of put it in my picks, but I just want to say that, you know, these these SEC, these conference tournaments are so important, um, you know, for, for a team, you know, not just what happens on the court. And, you know, we already talked about in the previous podcast how it really gets you, it lets you get in a rhythm. Uh, if you're not in a rhythm, it gives you – you know, multiple games in, in multiple days to kind of get back on track, get some confidence going into the into NCAA tournament. But more than, more than that, you know, you spend 
super quality time with your teammates the whole weekend. Um, I think that's kind of we know about the debacle that happened last year at, at Kentucky and how much of a difference there is in the relationship that the team teammates have this year. And so that kind of just adds to it. You know, you kind of uh, in with the, in the trenches with with your with your teammates the whole weekend, and it it really helps. You know, so the more games you win, the the longer you stay there, the more the more camaraderie you build with your teammates. And I, I really think that uh, an SEC you know tourney championship will really help us but that being said i, I don't know if uh, someone i don't know who posted it but um of the last like 20 national champions very few of them actually won their conference tournament so that's something to keep in mind oh during uh, 2012 you guys remember that yeah i mean that was I, I remember that clearly because i remember that was like a that was like a loss that cal let happen i don't know if you guys remember but he didn't call the timeout when he usually does yeah, and kind of. I think he said it after game that if you guys want to play on your terms, fine, go for it. You'll see what happens. And then uh, I think every all 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 the um, analysts were saying, "Oh yeah, Kentucky finally lost, so now they can easily win the national championship without any pressure." And, you know, uh, that's a that's a big discussion for another time about yeah. that. that. That was uh, that right. So that was Calipari playing. You know what? Everyone I'll was playing checkers. If Kentucky doesn't win the SEC, I, I really don't give a fuck because. It's the NCAA that matters, right? It that matters more than anything. Then we get in the tournament. It's all about matchups, so in brackets. So, yeah, I, that, that, that's I would, how I feel. I would normally tell you it doesn't matter, but I man, I want to be Auburn so badly just because of all <laughs> because, of, because all of their memes, it's the their dumb memes. memes I've had to see all like all year, which I'd never seen before because they didn't exist. And I just it's want these, it's these twenty somethings, man. They're, yeah. they're just fucking with us. Yeah, and like yeah, guys, di- dipping back to uh, the '96 championship team. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Kentucky lost in the SEC final to Mississippi State, and yep. then went on to blitz everybody uh, for for a championship. So I-, I don't think that it's the worst case scenario. It's the worst thing in the world if Kentucky loses in the in the SEC tournament. I would prefer that they didn't lose early on in a loss. I think earlier on may hurt them in seeding. But if they make it to the championship game, uh, and if they were to lose to Auburn or to, to Arkansas, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. No, if we get to the semifinals of the SEC, I, I still feel very confident we'll get a two seed. And let's be real, this year, a one or a two, they're they're good. Good to go. Yeah. I agree. I mean, some of the some of the two seeds, and we'll talk a little bit about later, I think, on Sunday, but yeah, some of the I, I mean some of the regions I'd rather be the two than the one. I would too, man. There's some, some of them. I don't like, you know, I'm yeah. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. So, okay. So we kind of beat the shit out of that. Um, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's give our interpretations of the SEC awards and, you know, Michael, you've done a, like a ton of work behind the scenes, a lot of analytics going on. Are you okay to share your, um, your information with everybody? Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, the, the fun, fun thing about this is, um, the, the three of us collaborated um, individually, and we all ended up basically picking the same people. Um, I put a ton of work into it, and uh, probably shouldn't have uh, because <laughs> I, I, I think for the most part, uh, th- this is kind of like common sense. We're, we're not we're not going crazy with our picks here, um, and to, honestly, that they kind of do mirror the official awards that uh that the conference put out a couple of days ago uh but let's let's go down the list here so let's start with our first team all sec 
Um, I'm going to go, for dramatic purposes, I'm going to go in alphabetical order. So uh, the the, the first player that we're going to name is, uh, let's see, Iverson Molinar, guard, Mississippi State. Um, I love this kid, man. I, I love his game. He's fun to watch. He put up uh, 18 points, three boards, three and a half assists a game while shooting 46%. Don't have any idea where Mississippi State would be without Molinar, but it wouldn't be good. So Molinar is going to be the first player selected on our first team All-SEC. The next player, uh, once again, keeping this in alphabetical order, uh, let's go with, oh, Cat fans know this guy very well, J.D. Note, guard from Arkansas. Great guard. score in buckets, and he's also fun to watch. 19 points a game, four and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, shooting 41%. Uh, and, yeah, Cat fans know him well. He did a number on us, guys. What, what do you think about uh, the first two he minutes? Lit, he lit our ass up in Fayetteville. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, of course, we got we have trouble with uh, shifty guards. Like That's just the history of Kentucky basketball. That's just the way it is, right? Yeah, we let one guy beat us. <laughs> it's like forever. So let's go back to uh, shifty guards. Uh, the third player on our first team All SEC, Scotty Pippen Jr. Dude's a, ba- dude's a baller. That's the bucket. Dude, like, he why led the, the SEC. Fu- why the fuck did he go to Vanderbilt? I, I who knows? Who knows? I I, I don't know. Uh, probably shouldn't have. But let's face it, he's going to get a great education, and then he's going <laughs> to get paid to play basketball. So he, he wins. Um, he's the only player in the SEC this year that averaged over 20 points a game. He was at 20.3, uh, threw in three and a half rebounds and a fairly robust 4.1 assists per game while shooting 44%. Um, he, he's a capable scorer and a streaky shooter. And for that reason, he makes Vanderbilt dangerous, dangerous anytime he suits up. I mean, you know four and a half uh, assists a game is pretty good yeah. for a guy that turns it over so much. Wow. And I don't know if there's like a luck statistic for players like there is teams in the Ken Palm, but just the degree of difficulty on every single shot that can take. He makes it, he makes it hard, Shay. Yeah. Like it, it's like Trey Young esque almost. Like but yes. top, and it's it's ridiculous to see. And the guy's just a magician bucket getter. And so he's a pro. I mean he's a pro just like his is dad. He, so. He's sophomore or junior. What is this guy? I think I oh, think he's, he's exhausted his eligibility. I mean, I think he has one more year if he wants it. But well, hold on, hold on. What he has one more year left? What, what, what are you saying, Terry? Is he going to go pro, or, or would he choose another option? I mean, we can all dream, but I think he's going to go pro. I don't think he has much yeah. left to prove at the at the collegiate level. Yeah, plus daddy's money is probably not hurting him anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'd go along with that. And, you know, I, how do we say, Terry, you mentioned four and a half assists a game. Um, how can I say this in the nicest way possible? Him scoring 20 and dishing out four assists to players that aren't necessarily great players, that four and a half assists a game mark uh, may be more impressive to me than the 20.3 <laughs> points per game. Are, are you saying that most of the bandy players suck ass? Uh, your mouth to God's ears, sir. Yeah, he's got two um, years left. Two years of eligibility left. Uh, I, dude, hold on, guys. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. Are, are you going to start a rumor, Terry? I love rumors. I love that song too. All right, <laughs> yeah. keep, keep it All right. going. So we'll we'll keep it going. Um, so the fourth player on our uh, first team All SEC list is 
Uh, Jabari Smith, forward Auburn. Oh, that guy's money. Man. Uh, maybe the best athlete in the conference. 17 points, seven boards, couple of assists, shoots 44%, and he looks smooth while he's doing it. Dude, I hate Auburn with all my heart, and Bruce Pearl's a sweaty mess. But Jabari Smith is for real. He is really fucking good. He's a pro. I, I mean, yeah, just watch him play. Yeah. You watch him play. It's not he's a future pro. He's a pro now. Like, Why did he go to Auburn? Yeah. He, 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 was, he could have contributed to an NBA roster today. Yeah, that's that's how good he is. Like the, some of the shots that he's making, that are just mid-range jumpers with someone on his face. That's shots that NBA players make on the on, like you know NBA NBA All Stars are making routinely, and yeah. so there's no way to defend it. There's no de- way to defend a six ten guy jump no. shooting in your face. That there's nothing for you can do. <laughs> you, you got Jabari Smith and you got Walker Kessler. You know Auburn has some shitty ass guards, but they got a great front line. Yeah. To I, that. Think, I think he's a lead, leading three-point shooter now, in the, percentage-wise, in the conference. He might have like forty some percent, man. He may have overtaken uh, Kellen Grady. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but that's sick, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. His ceiling is high, so yeah. we we welcome him to, one uh, to done, the All Star team. One and done. We won't see his ass again. Yeah. Year. No, no. He he's definitely one one and done. Uh, he's first guys, pick uh, in my book. Yeah, I think he's he gonna be too. first pick. Like. Let's talk about that. Yeah, he's yeah. the first pick. I, I'm picking him first. I, anyone that doesn't, I mean, they should get fired. I, mean, I, I think he's he's miles better than Paolo. Uh, he's miles, miles better than Paolo. Maybe he doesn't have the body for it, but the skill skill wise, he doesn't disappear. He wants to take number one. He wants to take the tough shots. He's calling for the ball when the yeah. game's on the line, and his his guards are not giving him the ball, but he's calling for it. Um, and then you know, Chet. I love Chet. I think he's a great player too. But I think. Jabari Smith is low risk. And yeah, that's, I think that's the way you got to go. Yeah, Smith, Paolo, Chet. There's your top three. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, guys, we, we've got just one more name on the first team All-SEC. Um, and, again, we're, we're going in alphabetical order here. So, toward the end of the alphabet, we're going to announce Oscar Shibway, center, University of Kentucky. Never heard of 15 points, 15 <laughs> rebounds, throw in a block, an assist, uh, a couple steals, 61% shooting from the field. Oscar Shibway, pretty good player. Yeah. You know, if o- Oscar ran for governor of Kentucky, he would win. Like, he is <laughs> freaking – everybody loves Oscar. It's, it's, he's an amazing guy, tremendous stats. Dude, Oscar is the N-P-O-Y. And, and you know what? He's uh, underrated defensively, like we talked about. How many steals can he get as a big? Yeah, and, and he's not, you know, he's not uh, he's not a premier shot blocker, although he's not shabby in that area. He's not a great PNR defender, pick and roll defender, but he definitely gets into passing lanes. He over, you know, for a guy that isn't a great pick and roll defender, does get steals and uh, he's definitely not like a um, what's it called a defensive liability that kind of sometimes he's made out to be. So um, I think other opposing teams know that they uh, if, if you ask the SEC coaches they know that you can't just go go at him. He doesn't foul. Um, nothing will do that. <laughs> yeah, Cal, Cal said don't foul. <laughs> yeah, but just all around like he's been and how, how consistent? I mean, I, he, he laid a goose egg earlier in the season, but got ten rebounds that game, and then he's just been just Mister Consistency there on out. 
you know, one of the things I love about Oscar is, I, and to me, I can link how good he is at being able to to steal the ball uh, with his knack and nose for where the ball's going as a rebounder. He just knows where to be, and he anticipates. And that's part of how good he is, why he's so good defensively. He anticipates where the defender is going to be, where the ball is going to go, and he can insinuate himself in between and be in the right place at the right time. Averaging two steals a game for any non-guard is just a wickedly insane number. But that's that's where he is. He's, he's at 1.9 steals per game. Um, he, he may not be the, the greatest on-ball defender, uh, but, Shay, you're right. He's far from a defensive liability. And I actually think that um, given most of the matchups that he's had this year, he has uh, been a better defender, not just a better rebounder, but he's been a better defender than the person who's been playing him. Correct. Yeah, agree. He, he's the best human being in the SEC. <laughs> uh, without a doubt. Uh, all right, guys, let's let's move to the second team all SEC. Ooh. Uh, so we're going to do this in alphabetical order as well. Uh, the first player to be named on the first uh, second team all SEC from uh, Basketball Buzz. By the way, uh, we're, we're going to call these awards the Buzzies. Ooh. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Now. I got a patent then. Hold on one second. Yeah, the, the, the basketball buzz, these are the buzzies. Uh, so let's go with uh, Colin Castleton, forward from Florida. Nobody mm-hmm. likes him. He's a punk, but he puts up numbers, 16 and a half points, nine boards, couple of assists, couple of blocks, 54% shooting from the floor. He's a guy that I would want on my team, but yeah. when he's not on my team, I root against him. I Yeah, you know, I was actually happy that Oscar kind of worked him over pretty well last time they played. But he's a good he's a good big man. He's definitely serviceable. Yes. Oh, he's a great big, yeah. Not great on the defensive end, but you know, he, he gets it done on the offense. He's been carrying the team, so that's that's a lot. Can ask. we talk about can we talk about Mike White for a second? Because we're talking about Florida. Let's do it. How how is Mike White? Is he is he okay in Florida? Is he gonna be okay there coaching at Florida? What what's going on there? Uh from what I hear, I mean I don't I haven't heard like whether he's gonna be gone either way, but it's frustrating because he hasn't gotten a lot of fan support there. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are the reasons that that Billy Donovan left too. That no matter what they could do, there was still a football school. So, um, you know, he he got. He, I mean, he doesn't have a great roster there at Florida yeah. outside of Castleton, and he did what he could. So I don't blame him too much. But you know, it's a good program. He should be getting some better players. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's when you consider when you consider the amount of talent in Florida, yeah, just alone. Man, come on! Yeah, I, I, I think Mike. I, I think he's he's fortunate that Florida is really still considered a football school because it, if you <laughs> didn't have laughing. Gator I'm football, that 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 guy wouldn't be around. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he benefits from that. Um, but you know, you, you kind of wonder how, how many years um, is somebody in that position able to lose double digit games. I mean, we, we saw it with with Kentucky when Tubby Smith was here. Great guy, great coach, but fans didn't have the appetite to see double-digit losses year after year. Uh, maybe Florida is okay with that. I still think he's a good coach. I do question um, how he's not able to be recruiting better. Yes. But uh, he doesn't appear to be, like, pissing anybody off. He's, no, he's he, he looks like a CPA. You know, he looks he does. Like a nice guy. He does. He, he's able good, to fly under the radar. Yeah, if you're in Florida, you should be recruiting better. For sure. For sure. 
All right, uh, moving on. Uh, the next player on our second team All-SEC is uh, Tari Eason from there we LSU go. forward. Little class here. First of all, what, what, why does this guy not start? Uh, somebody's going to have to explain this to me. He comes There's off the bench. I'm sure that's on purpose, man. but why is that? I, I think he's a transfer. Will Wade's a crackhead, yeah, first of all. He's a, he's, a, he's a transfer in. They have Darius Days that kind of at his position that's also a really good player, and I guess it's been working out. Why, why, uh, why fix something that's not broken? Okay, F- fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna look at stats can... right here, though, guys. So, seven it... about 17 points a game. Yep. Step boards, shoots about 52 percent from the field. Plays like 24 minutes a game. <laughs> oh, 24? Yeah, he like it's like he is not playing a ton of minutes. And look at those stats. Yeah, he's ultra productive in the minutes that he plays, which is why on Ken Palm, uh, he's actually, I think, in the top 20 in the National Player of the Year standings. Yeah. Uh, he, he comes in, and he's instant offense, and he's a, a, at least a serviceable defender and pulls down a lot of rebounds. I, I like his game. Um, I'm just not sure why he doesn't get more minutes. Uh, I, I understand if Days is also playing mostly the same position. But, like, those are your two best players. You've got to figure out a way to get both of them on the court more than not. Yeah, I think they give up a lot of size uh, when they don't have uh, Efton Reed in. Um, so, Efton Reed, I think, pretty decent rim protector. Not, Let's see what his stats say. Yeah, he's, he's got about – not great, sorry, one bl- about a blocker game. But he's big, he rebounds, he takes up space. Both uh, Easton and, and Days are on 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, so, maybe – just worried they're going to give up a lot of size when when uh, when Efton Reed isn't in the game. You know, Sharif O'Neal probably not still not ready to produce at um, at the at the SEC level, and they don't really have that many other big dudes on the on the team that can that can really play. So it's probably so why is Eason what what is he? Is sophomore, junior? He's a sophomore, so he's sophomore transfer from Cincinnati. Um, and then Darius Days is the senior, so I I see why Darius Days is playing. You know, Eason, man. I, I think he's good. I mean, oh, he's he, good. He could be in a better program and, and do better. I'm just. I'm saying. pretty sure he's he's gone though. I'm pretty sure uh, he's think got so? it's staff, uh, draft projections, and so he should be gone after this. Well, good luck, kid. Interesting. All right. Um, moving on. Um, Jaden Shackelford, Alabama guard, sixteen yep. and a half points, five and a half boards, and assist and a half a game while shooting a little bit less than forty percent. Uh, Jaden Shackelford from Alabama, guys. He's kind of carried Alabama a lot this year and kept Nate Oates employed. Um, I think he's a good player, man. Yeah, I think I think the not particular in Shackelford, but the second team all ACC, uh, all SEC. That's that's kind of a hard one because you know I'll talk a little bit about it later. But there are a couple other dudes that we could have you know kind of been interchangeable between the third and the second team. But I'll let you finish with the with the last guy, and maybe we can talk about. Talk about that afterwards. All right, we, we've got two more, um, and I'll save the best for last. I'll do this a little bit out of order. We'll go. We'll go with Jalen Williams next, forward from Arkansas. Flopper, uh, yeah, flopper. Yes, uh, eleven points, ten rebounds, uh, almost averages a, a double double there. It's ten point eight and nine point six. Uh, mix in a couple of assists and forty eight percent shooting. Uh, Jalen Williams is on our second team All SEC. I'll just say this. He played really well the last five minutes versus Kentucky, but he's a flopper. <laughs> I just, you know, 
Should he he's be good, first team all flop? <laughs> well, he's actually the POI, man. Oh, okay. Flopping. Fair enough. Yeah. If they're not going to change the rules to not benefit that, then I don't blame that he takes advantage of that. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, guys, we got one more player. All right. So, we're going to name Severe Wheeler, guard, Kentucky. Uh, 10.1 points per game, 2.3 boards, 6.9 assists per game while shooting 45%. Uh, Wheeler is your second Kentucky player on the all-SEC team. Uh, and that's that's your ten players that, that we named. Hey, Michael, who leads the SEC in assists? I believe that would be Wheeler. What, Mr. Wheeler? I think he's number one to get in Power Five guards too. Um, yeah. So he's that's no small good. small feat. Was I, maybe it's like been two years in a row. I know he was he was up there seven plus assists per game last year, seven point three at Georgia and on a team that really was trash for uh, first. So. Yeah, but um, let's just say that. A lot of us were really wrong about Severe Wheeler. Um, you know, Kentucky was targeting a few other guards in the transfer portal. You know, yeah. thinking about Marcus Carr, thinking about um, Zegarowski, who went pro. Um, Severe Wheeler probably ended up being the the best option of all of them. I know, I know, we were also linked to Jose Alvarado. I think that was like the Georgia Tech guy that had a year left. He's probably the only guy that's been that's been better and i'll say that because he's on an nba roster this year so yeah <laughs> yeah what, what, what college team actually had the best transfers of the year it's got to be auburn and kentucky dude i'm thinking oscar grady and wheeler yeah we we definitely won the transfer portal but i think we thought that before they we even going into the season we had that feeling um i did we we didn't even expect it would be even better than we thought. Um, yeah, like Oscar has been way better than I thought. Yeah, I really he thought he'd probably amazing. be like a 12 and 10 guy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think he would be national player of the year, but I thought he would be just a really good, uh, you know, a piece. And I thought the scoring slack would have been picked up by by Grady. I thought Grady would be like a 15, 16 point per game guy, but I'll take it from our big man. Exactly. All right. Any other awards in the SEC we should focus on? Yeah, let's let, let's go ahead. There's uh, there's four more here. I'll just list them all out, and then, then we can chat about them. Um, I think we've already basically said this. Oscar Shibway, Player of the Year. Uh, that that was unanimous with us. It was unanimous with everybody else who's ever watched a basketball game. No surprise. <laughs> the entire that. world. The entire yes, world. Yes, exactly. Um, let's see. We're also going to name Oscar the Newcomer of the Year. We're going to name. Uh, Bruce Pearl, the coach of the year, and we're going to give Walker Kessler the defensive player of the year award. Now talk amongst yourselves. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tom Crane did not win coach of the year. <laughs> well, he Worst may be the best the middle school coach next year, but this <laughs> year is not Tom so much. Tom Crane is yeah. the middle, middle school coach of the year. So That's I, awesome. a couple of things I want to talk about is that earlier I kind of mentioned there may be a couple guys that probably deserve to be on the second team. Maybe even arguably the first team, and I think Walker Kessler is one of them. Like the the rim protection he brings, really. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if people realize how much hey, better no. Auburn would be with just serviceable guards, guards that don't they, that they don't gamble. Uh, they make the right play because they, they consistently get beat. Yeah, gambling and uh, you know uh, Walker Kessler just cleans up the mess for them, uh, and yeah. they have to run out the other end. And it's true. When I watch college basketball, and I see all these guys on the on TV. They're all big, 
and then I see Walker Kessler, and he's ginormous, man. Like yeah. he is yeah. huge. He is a know, massive times, rim protector. I know how many times I counted where you know, uh, uh, what's his name, KG Johnson gambled or or Wendell Green. Uh, Hold gambled. on, I got to bomb it for a second. Hold on, one second. yeah, <laughs> like gambled on a steal. <laughs> We're out of position on defense. The guy, the, the opposing player, the offense player drove. Kester got the block off the backboard and threw out to Katie Johnson. Katie Johnson did some acrobatic layup and then did his flexing and dancing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> green, whatever. Had his scowling and like I was like, you know, Walker Kester made that play happen. Like he, Thank he's, you. The, he's the one that's that CYA covering your ass. He's like, like a seven foot one dude that blocks yeah. everything. Yeah, and so 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 I'm gonna argue that what maybe. Kessler could have been on the second team, maybe in the maybe even the first team. Maybe Severe Wheeler isn't on the team because he kind of had a lot of games out this season. Maybe yeah. Shackelford gets moved down. Uh, that's kind of a debate for another time. Yeah, um, true. The one place I'm going to dif- disagree, I mean, Bruce Pearl's done an amazing job at Auburn, of course. But let me just say, kind of ex- expect that from – I'm a little higher on Bruce Pearl than a lot of other people are. I really like him. I think the energy he brings is amazing. I think he's made Auburn into a basketball program. Not a blue blood, but – a program and I kind of expect that out of him, kind of how I expect it out of Cal. It probably could be the Cal could be like the third guy on the list, but I, I yeah. think Musselman should be the, the coach of the year. Um, yeah. What he's done with that roster, that's amazing. Uh, they've been playing some of the best basketball recently. So that's the only place I might differ. Great points. I think Musselman's been great. I hate that Auburn has had success, but Pearl's done a good job. I mean, I, can't. I don't think they're going to be, they're not going to have the number one pick next year. So I don't see them being. No. As good next year, I think Kessler. I, I don't know if he come. He might come back, but I also could see him. Yeah, I think even. he's gone. Um, I mean, enjoy your time, Auburn. Yeah, yeah in, Jab- your, in your stupid memes. Yeah, Jabari Smith not walking back through that door. No, no, no. <laughs> so, he's a he's a special player. And forgive me if a team of uh, Wendell and and Katie, Katie Johnson doesn't strike fear into my heart. So again, I'm gonna vomit <laughs> into my shotgun. <laughs> Uh, guys, uh, can we talk just briefly about some of the best players from the other power conferences? Yeah. Please. All right. We're so, sick um, of Auburn. so we, yeah, shifting away from Auburn, um, we, we, we voted on this and we're just going to give you the buzzies for the player of the year in other various conferences. We'll start off, uh, in the ACC, um, Armando Baycott from North Carolina. Uh, he's a real stud, 16 and a half points, 12 and a half boards, uh, shoots 60% from the floor, definitely passes the eye test for me. Um, I, I, I don't enjoy watching North Carolina play other than when they beat Duke, but I do enjoy watching Baycott play. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. So much not sweeter that, that, uh, that he likes that, sorry, that he beat Duke the other day. And, um, you know, he's oh. a guy that has been linked to Kentucky in the past. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? <laughs> well, you know. Linked to Kentucky. He's been linked to Kentucky in the past. <laughs> so, I'll just leave it at that. So, um, I, I still think he he probably pursues pro options after the season. Or, you know, he probably, after the great end of the year that North Carolina has, maybe come back to North Carolina. But, you know, I agree. I think he's been the player of the year in that conference. All right. Uh, let's, move, let's move on to the Big Ten. What's <laughs> my thoughts on it? Well, they got three guys that legitimately could be player of the year candidates right there. Yeah, M- Murray Cockburn is amazing. Yeah, and, and Johnny Davis is the third one. So, yeah, Mike, why don't you go ahead and tell them who we picked? 
I think we lost him. <laughs> okay. So I, I picked Johnny Davis. Okay. Because, well, he's been in the contention for National Player of the Year for a while. He is basically Wisconsin basketball. Without them, they suck. With him, they're pretty good. I know. I, I think the consensus here was Kofi Coburn. I think um, it, it, an equal argument could be made for any of those three guys, but Kofi Coburn, Coburn is just one of the most dominant players in, in the conference. I mean, he put in 20-plus points. Uh, I always – I don't know about you, Terry, but I kind of like always lean towards the big man. I always feel like it's sometimes harder for the big man to get points in just because they don't always have the ball in their hands. But um, uh, I think we got Michael back. <laughs> but I think uh, <laughs> Kofi Coburn is the, was the pick for, for – the consensus pick for all of us. Yeah. 20, just... Johnny Davis, Murray, Cockburn. That's the big ten right there. Uh, sorry about that, fellas. Uh, did you 21... drink bourbon, Michael? Uh, no, <laughs> no, you I, did. You no. went and got bourbon. I, you know what? I, after the technical issues that I'm having, I, I may need to have one anyway. Uh, <laughs> Cochran goes Uber. for just use Uber, man. <laughs> uh, Cochran <laughs> goes for 21 and 10 and shoots 60 percent doing it. Illinois wouldn't be the same without him. I think we all liked him and well agreed on that one, correct? Yeah, correct. All right, if your um, name's Cockburn. That's funny. I was trying to gloss over that, but I'm not going to gloss over. Terry's going to stick to that. There's a reason why we have a certain setting on this podcast. <laughs> and there's that. Uh, yeah. Let's shift over to the Big 12. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Baji from Kansas. This is also kind of a no-brainer. 20 points a game, five rebounds, couple of assists, 48% shooter. Um you know, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let you guys talk about it. Uh, I think the Big 12 is um, arguably the best conference. If we want to put the SEC in that uh, category, then the Big 12 is, is next. Still, I didn't go – when I went through to look for all the great players in the Big 12, um, he, uh, Abaji stood out. But he stood out in part because there really weren't a lot of great individual players, I thought, in that conference. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point. Abaji actually emerged better than expected. Um, he, he's really good. I, I think mean, he's great. I think Isaiah uh, Brockington from Iowa State's really good. I think Bryson Williams takes a text for third. But Braun out of Kansas has been very solid. Yeah, it's an interesting conference. I mean, when you compare it versus the SEC, we have some major star power. Yeah, and not so much in the Big 12. A, a Big 12 – the conference usually kind of equate to team basketball. I don't know. I always always think about whenever I think Big Twelve, I think Baylor, uh, and they always get it done on a on a team basis. Um, I mean, Obaji has what 90, 110 plus games played at Kansas, so he's on that Perry Ellis plan. Um, oh my god! Like ninth year of what are they? What are they doing? I mean, <laughs> weird. I don't know. I don't know how they're finding uh, eligibility for these guys, but yeah, he's been around forever. Not not really a surprise to see him put <laughs> you, up the. You the can't play tw- college basketball for twelve years. Yeah. wrong. Um. All right, guys, you want to move on to the Big East? Yeah, let's go Big hey. East. Um. And I just disclaimer, I watched this conference least of all everything. The Big East. Oh yeah, like Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore. That's pretty much where I end it right there. I, I think that's fair. Um, I've seen a lot of Big East basketball. For whatever reason, um, there are three or four Big East teams that seem to show up uh, on my TV constantly. Uh, Villanova is certainly on that list. 
Colin Gillespie is going to get our buzzy for the Big East Player of the Year mm-hmm. winner. 16.3 points, uh, almost four rebounds, uh, a little over three assists, shoots 45%. Um, I, yeah, like maybe not uh, the most uh, – maybe not the best player. We're going to give him the Player of the Year award. I think it's a deep conference. There's a lot of good talent there. Uh, but I think this year he's been the best of that. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has, but he's also another guy who's like 100 million years old. And <laughs> he's, got, he's got like 150 starts or 150 games played at Villanova. Wow. Um, it's hard for me to pick a guy who's literally an adult. <laughs> he's raising a family in the conference, but okay. I mean, I, I like Javon Freeman Liberty, but um, they're probably going to get give it to Colin Gillespie. I mean, he's a media darling, so. All right. He's a, great, he's a great point guard. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, for if you're sure. going to have a point guard, he's pretty solid, man. I, I, I'd take him. In most years, I'd take him. Would I take him over Wheeler? No, but I'd take him. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pac-12, let's uh, – Never let's heard start. of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> uh, well, you should have because uh, Pac-12 lives in Arizona just like you do, Terry. Yeah, uh, my son goes there. I'm not happy about it. Uh, uh, we're going to give this to uh, you're going to have to help me pronounce the last name Benedict Mathurin yeah I think that's right Benedict Mathurin yeah that's my pick Uh, I think that's the consensus overall pick too it is the consensus I think he's got it over Johnny Juzang Johnny uh, Johnny missed a lot of games hasn't really been the same level player but he really carried uh, UCLA at the beginning of the season but with the success that Arizona's had uh, whether or not we think that they're a, a fraud or not a fraud, uh, we'll discuss that another time. Can we talk about that just for a few minutes? I mean, last year was a different world, right? This yeah. year is a lot more competitive. And they, they've done well, but have they met expectations that we thought? A lot of really close games. Um, I want to see them win their Pac-12 tourney. Uh, mm-hmm. They almost lost to Stanford today. Uh, Stanford shot lights out today. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to knock them too much. I- I'll just say that whatever people think, I- I- I've seen them play a couple times, not live, but on TV. And it's just like, wow, they're fast. They play one of the most exciting styles of basketball. I think I think they're in good hands with Tommy Lloyd. He comes from that Gonzaga coaching th- tree. I think, that- I, yep. think- I think they're for real. The question isn't whether they're for real or not, though. The question is, are they better than Kentucky, Auburn, Kansas, Tennessee, um, you know, Baylor? That's the question. Yeah, Shay, is West Coast basketball as good as East Coast basketball? I don't think so. Not my I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so, but an argument could be made that Arizona is as good or better right now than all those, or an argument be be made they're on the same level. You know, they don't really play the level of competition that the uh, the East Coast teams play. So that's the question to be answered. I think that's a huge question. Pac-12 overall, the very top. Very good. I, they almost lost to Stanford. Trash. Stanford sixteen and sixteen with eight and twelve in their conference. So come Trash. on, I mean, yeah. That, no, that doesn't even no. Yeah, like, yeah. Let, let's go back to Ken Palm for a second. Uh, with Arizona's struggle today in the uh, Pac-12 tournament, um, Kentucky actually uh, has replaced them at the number two position. Oh wow! Uh, again, just we're talking fractions of, of points here, uh, but we go Gonzaga, Kentucky. Baylor and Arizona now is your top five because uh, Arizona just didn't look that good today. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Numbers don't lie. And uh, 
we talked about, about it before the podcast, but Kirk Carissa went down with an ankle injury and it was looked pretty bad. I mean, uh, Tommy Lloyd said he's okay, but uh, he couldn't put any weight on it. Uh, his teammates were carrying him off the floor. He was on the floor screaming. It was painful to watch. So prayers to him, hoping he gets healthy soon. But yeah, uh, he, he's their big facilitator on offense. Um, they do have Pell Larson, who's a really talented player off the bench, uh, and Justin Kier off the bench. So I think they're going to be okay. But, um, you know, just something to keep in mind because it is, it is a key position for them. Yeah, if your point guard's injured, he's not 100%, that is always a huge issue. Look at Kentucky. Look yeah. at all the stuff we had to deal with all year. For sure, guys. Uh, you have to have solid guard play to get deep in the tournament. Um, Arizona didn't scare me much to begin with. I, I give them props for the season that they've had, but if they have any injury issues, especially at that point guard position, um, I, they're, they're really not going to scare me in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we, Arizona we've got one. Kayla, I drink bourbon, so we're good. <laughs> uh, we, we've got one more conference uh, to go through. Not, while it's not a power conference, we're going to do the Mountain West because, damn it, I want to. Um, Mountain yes. West, we're going to give the Player of the Year award to David Roddy, Colorado State University in Fort Collins. Um, Rams. He's really good. 19.5 points, 7.6 boards, 2.8 assists, shoots just under 60% from the field. He is the guy that runs that team, and I still expect good things not only in the Mountain West tournament, but also in the NCAA tournament from these Rams. I think they're going to be a sleeper for a lot of teams. I am so down with that because I lived in Colorado for many years. I'm a big Rams fan, so Roddy is definitely the best in the Mountain West Conference. I, I, I love David Roddy because uh, because his body kind of looks like my body, you know, bourbon drinking body. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> an old man game. Roddy is our guy, dude. Yeah, he's, he's an old man. He's got an old man game. Yes. Uh, reminds me of uh, uh, me at the at, at playing at the Y. So you gotta love him, man. You gotta, he, he doesn't look Dude. like he's been giving you buckets, but he's he's the guy that you know. He walks in the gym and and someone's like, "Hey, I got him. Let me guard him. Let me guard him," because they think it's gonna be easy, and then he just yep. proceeds to give you buckets. Yeah, yeah. Simmons got to send us CSU Rams hats. <laughs> send them out, man. Uh, I, I tell you what, if uh, if the Rams win the Mountain West Conference tournament, I'll get uh, hats to all of you. <laughs> I love CSU. It's a great school. What what, what year is Roddy? Does he got any more uh, eligibility going on? Because, uh, that's a good question. I uh, let's let, let's look that up uh, by the power of the internet. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I I think he's either a junior or a senior. Um, you know why he looks like he's a senior? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he looks, looks like, like he's a senior plus. He's been drinking <laughs> bourbon for four years. Uh, no, year. guys, he's a junior. Oh wow. You know, you know, he reminds me a lot of, uh, but probably plays a little bit away from the ball. Is a Kenny Lofton? If you've seen Kenny Lofton play, yeah, uh, he's a load. He's a load, and he played against. Uh, you remember Jamarian Sharp? He just gave him. He just dominated him down low, uh, which doesn't make physical sense. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> he completely annihilated Jamarian Sharp down low for like a six eight guy that's like three hundred pounds can't jump and just. Oh, it was it was a beauty. It was a beauty for all of us old guys. A yeah. 300 pounder. That's so funny. Roddy goes 6'5", 252. He's the only player in NCAA that goes 6'5", 252. He's got that beer keg bod. I like it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, awesome. So we've kind of covered 
the SEC, SEC awards, major conferences, anything else, guys? You want to talk about Oscar? I actually want to talk a little bit about, I don't know if anybody watched the Duke game earlier, Duke-Syracuse. Um, one of the better games that I, I saw this year, um, I really thought that Duke would completely blow them out, and it was not a blowout. I mean, Syracuse are committed to playing that zone, that I think triangle plus two in the beginning of the game. Uh, Duke was hitting threes, and then they took 22 plus, I had 23 threes in the first half. Then they just went cold, and Syracuse was, remember, um, or was it Buddy without Buddy Beheim? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know. You can't and go around just, people. There's so yeah. many Beheims. And, uh, you know, it really felt like Syracuse had control of the game for a while. But, you know, they're playing with essentially six guys. Uh, six guys got major minutes. One guy got two minutes. But um, And it was a pretty fairly officiated game. Maybe some of the bad calls at the wrong times. But Syracuse just kind of ran out of bodies, ran out of time. But they really gave Duke. Duke real struggled uh, dur- at, during this game. I mean, the score doesn't really indicate how close it was. I think it was like a two-point game within like a minute or two. Um, you know, Ben Caro got almost a triple-double too. Um, but yeah, that was it was an interesting game to watch. I didn't think that Duke would struggle with uh, Syracuse, uh, who doesn't really just – they just don't have the dudes to, to, to match up with, uh, um, with Duke. But what they do have is three-point shooting. They went 13 of 31 from three. So that's it's 41%. Yeah, yeah so – yeah, I'm, I'm not big on Duke. Um, I think they can get in the tournament and get in trouble. And I think Syracuse did exactly what you could do to beat Duke. It's, it's hard because they're playing kind of without a point guard. I mean, they got Jeremy Roach, who isn't great, but he did put poor in 19 he points. He put points up, but he's not a yeah. great point guard. Yeah, he's pretty terrible defensively. Uh, Trevor Keel's kind of too small, to, too big to keep up with small guard, guards. That's kind of why Isaiah Wong from Miami gave him trouble. I want to see Duke play Miami again. That's a team that can give Duke a lot of trouble. Uh, but yeah. more than Ben Carroll, with who they do have is Mark Williams. He's he's a beast on the defensive end, and he can cover up a lot of mistakes. So uh, that's something to keep an eye out for. And we kind of see that with a lot of teams yeah. that have good bigs. Like if your guards aren't yeah. great, the bigs can kind of cover up yeah. issues. And then, and then the second game is a Texas loss, which is not a surprise. I had t- TCU penciled in this game like – I have not been impressed with Texas. I think they won a lot of games by close, close digits. Um, They just don't have big men. Uh, They got uh, uh, Christian Bishop playing, playing the five essentially for them. And then Timmy Allen, like Christian Bishop's like six, seven, really athletic guy, but you know, played kind of at Creighton last year. And then Timmy Allen's kind of playing like a forward point forward role for them. uh, Kind of. And, and uh, he's kind of been their only good player, you know, as we talked about Marcus Carr, for lack of a better word, sucks. So they, they Dylan Deesa was like a no-show, essentially. Um, Askew poured in four points, which is like basically a career high for him. <laughs> there, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was not good. I, I I think I don't think Texas is very good at all. They do a twenty-one and 11, 10 and eight in the conference, but I, I mean I'm not I'm not high yeah. on Texas at all. You know what? If you're Chris Beard and you get offered a job to be the head coach of Texas, you get that big the big payoff. Yeah. Transfer portal, you drag as many guys as you can. You try to make a team. It, it's not it, the best team. It's it, it, probably the most disappointing coaching job this whole year because considering the roster they had going in with Trey Mitchell, uh, who left like we talked about, Timmy Allen, who was like one of the better players in his conference, Marcus Carr, who was like an All-American last year. It's like – it's pretty disappointing. Facts. Yeah. All right, fellas, anything else you wanted to cover? 
Uh, I think that that'll do it for me. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the SEC tournament. Uh, all these other games. It, it's a beautiful thing to be working in an office setting and still be able to have a TV on with a basketball <laughs> game. This is by far the best time of the year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I work out of my house, so I can always kind of watch stuff going on. So this is the best time of the year. There's no doubt about that. For sure. Likewise, I can, I'm watching the games as well, and we'll be <laughs> going into the weekend. So, well, well, first of all, thanks to everybody for your support with the podcast. We appreciate that. I'm Arizona Terry. You can find me on Twitter at Arizona T Y J O. Shay and Michael, tell us where you can find me on Twitter. Yeah, um, again, Shay out here on the West Coast in Southern California. You can find me on Twitter at a Bobsar. That's at a b h a v s a r. And I'm Michael Simmons out in Denver, Colorado. Find me on Twitter at MGSimmons5280. That's at M-G-S-I-M-M-O-N-S-5280. Well, folks, until next episode, keep sipping bourbon and go Cats. Thank <laughs> you.